0: Let knowledge in the pool industry be your biggest asset in business by listening to this episode of the Pool Pro Podcast. Guest Rob Stewart was able to leverage this concept to become the go-to pool guy in his area. The podcast starts now. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Michelle Cavanaugh with my co-host.
1: Dave Rockwell here.
0: Hey, Dave. How are you today?
1: Been well. How's Texas?
0: It's crazy.
1: Warmer yet?
0: <laughs> it is warmer. The, mel- the roads are completely clear at this point, so that's good
1: terrific
0: this is a topic that is close to my heart being with the national swimming pool foundation for the number of years that i was of course our game was all about education and it's not the word education is sometimes looked at as a negative word or a word that you know i've got better things to do with my time or i'm already educated so i don't want to use that word to turn people off here the reason why we have um this person on today rob stewart who is the owner of robco water from the ottawa area is because he has taken what we're gonna talk about today and used it to his benefit for his business and for his profession. And it's something that I admire and I've known him a long time. And anybody who's looking to grow in the industry or to elevate or to take themselves or their business to the next level, this is the model that I think is something you should consider following as you move forward in your, in your career. Thanks so much for coming on, Rob. We appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate this opportunity.
0: How, what's the weather like in Ottawa?
2: Well, uh, we had a foot of snow a couple of days ago and then another two <laughs> inches last night. So everything's all cleared up and it's actually quite nice. Uh, walking over to the office from the house today, uh, I didn't even need to wear a sweater. It was actually that nice.
0: Wow. Uh, that's great. you you guys are used to it. You know how to deal with that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean the other morning going into, uh, going into Orleans, it was something like minus 18 Fahrenheit or something like that. So yeah, I had to put on a sweater, uh, <laughs> You know, oh, you it's say all sweater,
0: about, you mean a really big, heavy winter jacket, right?
2: No, 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 just a regular, <laughs> uh, a regular uh, quarter pullover, just a company the sweater. the hat
0: with the ears on it, you know, the buff things that come down. You don't wear those, huh? No,
2: that's just that's just for snow oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, you well, got to dress. You got to dress the part. And that's that's Ottawa in Ontario, Canada, correct? That's yes correct. sir yeah not to be confused with ottawa kansas or ottawa anywhere else in any of the states we're up in canada <laughs> very good
0: yes that's the topic today is like i said is something really important to me because i've been in the education side of the industry for so long and i know you're a phta instructor you also teach for bob lowry and now dave is a phta instructor he took the course in december and so you both are instructors who are going to be teaching service guys and others but beyond that, there's a lot of things to talk about, too. So before we get started, Rob, can you tell us how you got started in the industry?
2: Well, my background is really scattered. I've done a whole lot of things. I am I am a licensed carpenter. Uh, I drove over-the-road truck for 15 years through all of North America. And that actually was what launched me into the swimming pools, because uh, I'd had an accident at work, busted up my shoulder. Um, I had... Uh, and a surgery done on my shoulder. And I had six weeks in a body cast. Oh my and gosh. while I'm, while I'm sitting on my couch, one of my friends who builds swimming pools here in Ottawa uh, phoned me up and said, Hey, uh, do you want to just sit on the couch watching Maury Povich? Or do you want to make some money? And I said, okay, talk to me. So I started off, I purchased a tanker uh, to fill up the swimming pools that he was building. And that's what started me off. But with that water delivery business, I was only running, I like my operating season was like June to August, which is way too short. You can't, you can't have a one-year income based on four months. Right. So I decided, okay, you know what, it's, I got to up my game. I got to fill up my, my front end of my season and my back end of my season. So what's the easiest way to do that? Opening pools, closing pools. So because of that, you have to get more knowledge base. You have to get the right. Uh, the right equipment to be able to do the job proper and then we started going to the pool and spa expo in in niagara falls the canadian expo and they have all sorts of courses and all sorts of seminars and it's like hey listen you know what i can take this course this course this course this course and still be free to go out for a beer in the evening so that's what i started doing Um, and then the more i got into it the more I started liking the actual pool work as opposed to delivering water. So I tried hiring a driver that didn't work out. So I just got rid of the truck and went full-time into uh, what I'm doing now.
0: And what are you doing now? Oh, that's... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead.
2: No, that is... what are you doing now, uh, Rob? Well, my company, primarily what we do is we balance uh, swimming pools. OK, so like Michelle was saying, education, I like to use the word knowledge instead, because this is a knowledge based uh, industry. If you don't know what you're doing, you can make a real mess of things. Yeah. You can get people sick. You can get people hurt. You can get yourself hurt. Uh, so knowledge is important. You have to know what you're doing out there in order to make sure that, uh, you know, you're mitigating any liability as far as you go and your company goes. So there's the funny story is um, I hadn't really thought too much about getting into balancing swimming pools until I went to my parents' house. And I walked through the door and my mom said, hey, listen, if you don't want to get screamed at, it's time for you to turn around and leave. I was like, why, why, what's going on? She said, well, your dad just went down to the pool store and he's going to come up like a bear that just got poked. (laughs) Sure enough, I hear the door close (laughs) and my dad comes in and he's screaming like blue blazes. And it's like, dad, what's going on? Like, oh, I hope you don't want an inheritance. Cause I'm leaving all my goddamn money down at the swimming pool uh, store. And <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, well, what did you buy? I got no idea. They just, I needed this. And I needed that. And I needed the other thing. And it's like, dad, do you want me to balance your pool for you? And that was the, that was the seed. So it's like, you know what, if one person can get this frustrated there's probably a bunch of other people. So my very first year, and I started that in August, like right at the end of our our pool season. Um, I started up the concept in August and I was hoping to get five people. I ended up with 20. Um, Gosh. And those 20 people turned over the next year. And now basically we've got over 400 pools that we do water balancing for every season. So again, coming back to the, how did you get into this? when I realized that I had my winters with nothing to do, it's like, well, damn, I might as well take some courses. Yes. So that's where uh, obviously the CPO program, uh, the genesis of that was with uh, NSPF. So I went to NSPF and it's like, you guys wouldn't happen to have a course I could take. It's like, yeah, we only have these 117. Perfect. (laughs) Find me up. So that's what I did. I spent my winters, you know, increasing my knowledge base. Right. So this way, when somebody says, "Hey, listen, we're having a problem with uh, RWIs," yeah, not a problem. Got got you covered. Got your back. Right. We're having a problem with plumbing. No worries. I got your back. Right. Yeah. We don't understand the hydraulics. Well, let me teach you how to use a pump curve. So, increasing your knowledge base increases your value because now I've essentially become a one-stop shop as far as the swimming pool industry goes you know, and of course it always seems to be that I'm the very last of the stops. But once they find me, it's like, damn, if only I had known. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, if one person phones me up and says, Hey, listen, I need to take a CPO course. I'll do a course for one person. Um, because I'm about sharing the knowledge. I'm not about, uh, trying to Lord it over people. I'm not trying to keep it restricted to a certain a niche or anything like that it's like if you want the knowledge i've got the knowledge i'll share it with you not a problem so my my clients come in from all over the place uh so i usually i usually go down to the caribbean in the winter time i know He's it sucks <laughs> but um i've got uh a few uh, nice resorts down in saint lucia that keep calling me up to come down and do courses uh, so i'll traditionally go down there for you know two or three one week vacations. Um, well, working vacations, you know, like it's not really a holiday. It's, it's work, right?
0: <laughs> At least for a couple of days.
2: <laughs> well, you know, ironically, uh, the two day CPO course actually takes four days there. Yeah. So, you know, one week isn't really a very, uh, a very big stay, you know, by the time I get in, get acclimated, get things set up, explain to them that, you know, it's not going to happen in two quick days. Uh, You know, like the vacation really isn't a vacation, but hey, you know, whatever, sand in the toes, yes, uh, stuff like that. But I mean, I have a course going on next Mm -hmm. Saturday. Uh, my students are from Utah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Last year, I flew out to Vancouver, did a course there. I've you know that Michelle, that I've gone to Toronto to do courses. Yeah, I mean, I'm a travel junkie, so I'll go anywhere. I was supposed to go to Hong Kong last year to do a CPO class. And um, it just, there was something weird that came up that I just wasn't able to make the trip. So I handed those students over to a CPO instructor that was in Hong Kong. So yeah, you know, like I have no problem working with other people. Yeah. Yes.
0: And beyond the courses, so CPO, when you were saying, I know when you became, when you were taking your journey through this, this knowledge journey that you were talking about, Rob, CPO was something that you, you took first but you were a little intimidated by CPO. So you were saying that, you know, when we talked earlier that you had taken a couple of pre-courses to get you to CPO. Cause the, you know, I didn't think you you know, you didn't want to fail the CPO certification course and be embarrassed by, which I completely understand. That's what I would have done too. What did you do after CPO? Like what were the next steps to kind of increase your knowledge level?
2: Well, I mean, after the CPO course, um, you know, okay, for starters, I was relieved. I did pass the first time around, Um, you know, but I mean, a 280 page manual, that's a lot to jam into this locker in two days. Yes. Okay. That's a lot of information coming at you real quick. So yeah, I was really, really nervous. I took a couple of water chemistry courses to prepare myself for uh, the, uh, the CPO course after the CPO course. Then I started, that's when I actually started going crazy on all the other courses um, so with the Canadian, uh, the pool and hot tub council of Canada, um, they're the ones who sponsor and set up the, uh, annual Canadian pool expo. And in that there's a, a whole bunch, there's probably 20 short courses. There's probably just as many seminars. And what they do is they break them down into one hour to three hour, uh, groupings. So I can take, you know, like what I would do is I would get the prospectus cause it comes out in you know, late July sort of thing. And I could look at it and say, okay, well, you know, CPO course is Monday, Tuesday, but on Tuesday, if I take this seminar, this seminar, this seminar, then I can take this short course. And then on Wednesday, I could take this short course, this short course, you know, and, and over the years, I was just able to build up all these acc- accreditations, you know, like, yeah. a, you know, I just ended up taking everything that they had to offer. And then uh, with NSPF, all of their courses were online. So I was able to do a lot of them, yeah. um, you know, so yeah, that just rounded it out. Like, I mean, I've got a stack of certificates over here, you know, the ones that I haven't nailed on this wall and the ones that I have nailed on the wall at the store, I, they're still stacked up over here in the corner. Uh, You know, but I, I, again, I don't want to overwhelm people, but I want them to know, like whenever I hire somebody from my store, they automatically get CPO certified, Period. Right. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I don't want people, when they come into my store and they ask a question, I don't want my person going, yeah, I could probably phone somebody. No, I want them to have the answer to. So don't get me wrong. I still get those phone calls, but I get fewer of them because I do insist that my staff get trained.
0: Yeah.
2: So.
1: That's, that's a, a real key uh, thing, even for full service techs. Uh, you're the person in their backyard and you're the person that they expect to be an expert. Yep. So the things you were talking about earlier, hydraulics, pumps, curves, um, how to program their automation system. If if they ask you things and you just kind of shrug your shoulder, I don't know, I've, I've never programmed one of these things before. If you don't know how to work there so that they know more about their pool equipment than you do, then, then you've, lost a lot of respect
0: Absolutely, and,
1: and, and uh, their chances are, I mean, some customers are okay with that. They're just like, well, you know, all I want is a pool cleaner and, and um, I'll, I'll either learn the rest of it myself or I'll, I'll hire somebody to do the, the higher level stuff. But it, it really the, the way to succeed and, and get referrals and be profitable in the full service world is you've got to be that one-stop shop. You've got to know the answers to pretty much any question they can come up with on their pool and uh, not just water. Yeah, and, I, I,
2: and I totally agree with that. But the other side of that is if I don't have the answer, I tell my customer the truth. Yeah, I'm not sure. Give me yeah. an hour. I will call you back. You know, yeah. it doesn't take me long to research it. Um, my my support people, my suppliers, my reps for the different manufacturers are absolutely awesome. I can send them a message on a Sunday and I'll get a response back on a Sunday because they share the same kind of mindset that I have. So I would rather just tell the customer, hey, listen, I don't have an answer for you right now. I can get that answer for you, though, um, than lie to them. And that's where a lot of people burn themselves.
1: That's true. Yeah. And because they, they can find the answers online just about as easily as you can. And yeah. if they find a better answer than what you told them, then you, you're you not going to look
2: good. That is well, that's another thing, too. A lot of people, they'll research it until they find the answer that they wanted to see. And then they'll stop. And then no matter <laughs> what, it's like, yeah, you know, I had to go to 783 different sites. But I finally found one that said that, you know, like my chlorine should be at like 7.2. It's like, no, you might have that confused with something else. Your chlorine should never be at seven point. Well, Google says, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight with Google, but I'm telling you, yeah. You know, try this. If you don't like it, you can always raise the chlorine level back up. Yep. And the other thing I
0: loved about Rob's story and what I've known Rob a long time, but he also has mentors. You know, he, when he wanted to learn more about a particular subject he went to folks that knew stuff and asked, you know, to go hang out with them or take a course. And even Rob now he sits in on other, you know, courses that he already teaches. He sits in on those courses just to kind of refresh his, you know, just to be a, to hear what the interaction is in the course or like Bob Lowry, for an example, he teaches that course. But when Bob teaches a course himself, sometimes Rob sits in on the course and just listens. You know, that's the kind of thing where you're always trying to improve upon not only your teaching ability, but you know, even though you're not a PhD instructor, those of you who are listening, you still are a teacher in that you're probably teaching other service guys. If you're on social media and you're offering your opinion, if you have you know employees, you're teaching them, so you can consider yourself a teacher from that perspective. But I just love that concept of always going and trying to learn more about each individual subject or course or whatever it might be, and I think that's so important when you want to be the best in your market or to to grow your business or to hire your first employee and figure out how you're going to train them. Any way you decide to do that. It's so important. I
2: believe. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. And I hope that it's genuine and not for the camera because for years I, I felt guilty about phoning you up every spring and saying, Hey, listen, can you reset all my courses for me so that I can (laughs) retake them? And it's like, I'm sure you thought that I was a complete nut bar, but.
0: I did actually. (laughs) (laughs) Until I got to know you, Rob, then I'm like, he's a good guy.
2: Now, you know, I'm a complete. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I yes. am wearing pants today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good. So, yeah. So, I mean, I just think that's important. And I, and I know that a lot of the service guys are like, we, we, we already know what we're doing. We've done the same thing. And we, in our system, the way we've been doing things has always worked. So we don't need to learn anything new. We don't need need to, you know, and can you speak to that Dave? Because I know that that's something we talk about. If you have that mindset, do you think they really know everything or, Maybe they do, it because it's worked for them, they don't need to change it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: Well, that yeah, that and that's a, a recurring uh, phrase that you'll hear a lot in this business. Yes. Well, that's the way we've done it for years, and we've never had a problem. But if you have that mindset, you're, you're basically guaranteeing a couple of things. The most important one is, is you will never do anything great, and you will never, unless, unless you've already done really great things, but chances are that's probably not true, And and you'll never get any better than than where you are right now. You you have to learn and grow. Um, You you can't that that mindset is just has no place in today's world because so many things are changing so rapidly in our industry. And if you're not staying on top of it, you're getting left
2: behind.
0: Yeah. And what did you say, Rob? What was your analogy to that about the washing clothes?
2: Well, yeah. So what I said was, you know, like we have to be open to newer and greater and better things. Right. I mean, like as time goes on, things develop and things improve. Otherwise we'd all be gathering up our clothes on Friday afternoons and running down to the river and beating them against a rock to clean them. Exactly. We don't do that anymore because a better system came along and we recognize that it was a better system. If you close your mind to the advances that are being made in our industry. And I mean, let's face it. I mean, the swimming pools, we don't have a whole lot of advancements. It's not that hard to pick up on the, you know, you just have to apply yourself. Um, but yeah, you have to be open to, to what's going on. You have to have an open mind. Um, when I go in, you know, uh, say for a leak problem, I talked to the customer and it's like, well, what are you seeing? What are you noticing? Now, of course, I know that they had a leak before they, they knew that they had a leak. Um, because again, with, with mostly vinyl liners, when we started building pools, I started thinking to myself, and well, you know what, like in 10 years, these pools are going to start leaking like sips. So maybe I should get into leak detection now. So that when this happens, these customers that I had for the last 10 years, they're going to call me, Hey, can you find a leak? So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. You know, um, so yeah, like I, you just have to be open. You have to be open-minded. So I go in, I talk to my clients, I listen to what they have to say and then totally ignore it and do what needs to be done and do it right. Yeah. Um, but you know, the customer wants to be heard and my, my employees actually give me grief every now and then for stopping and talking to the customer so long. It's like, Oh my God, we've got a schedule. You got to move. You got to keep doing this. And, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa this person's inviting us into their backyard year after year after year. So if they want to talk to me for 10 minutes, they got their 10 minutes. No problem.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, and you also
0: went down and that's another thing. That's a good idea. Rob went down to Florida for a month uh, last year because he hadn't worked a lot with concrete pools because he doesn't have, as he said, a lot of concrete pools in his area. So he wanted to learn more about concrete pools and the building side of it. So he went down with a builder for, month in florida last year to just learn and understand better which i think that's the kind of way that you are able to and i was saying this i think on a different podcast but if you really want to know something about a particular product or something take take the person out to lunch when you can these days with you know with covid you can't do any of that but you could also have a phone call or a zoom call or send them a a lunch gift card and you guys can have lunch together on zoom whatever it is but if you want to know something like seriflo we have a person Uh, the comments on a lot of our podcasts that are on YouTube. And one of them, we had mentioned a filter, the new filter media, Sarah Flow, I think on one of them. And so we always get a comment. She wanted to learn more about that. So I gave her the information and, and where she could go learn more. Now that'd be a good conversation to have. If she wanted to talk to Derek French or somebody from Wateropolis, she could learn more about that filter media. And that's the type of thing that I'm, that I'm speaking about. Can you speak to that, Rob?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, like you say, um, I've only got a couple of swimming pools that are concrete. Now I was teaching the AST course for NSPF uh, and the NS, uh, the AST course, you know, deals uh, with a lot of the building of concrete pools and stuff like that. But you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can learn it in a book. That's one thing. All right. But actually doing the work and seeing how it's done and seeing how the setup is done and, and actually having a practical uh, a practical knowledge base on what you're teaching over a, a book base. I, I think that's invaluable. So yeah, you know, I was curious, I put some feelers out. I said, is there anybody out there who'd be interested in, in putting up with me, uh, and teaching me some stuff about concrete pools. So, um, you know, fortunately for me, uh, I got a response back from happy pools in Florida and, um, not to name drop, um, <laughs> But uh, I got, I got a, a call back from him and he said, Hey, listen, if you want to come down here, he says, absolutely. I will let you shadow my guys. I'll let you come out with me. I'll teach you everything I can possibly teach you in that time frame. We'll try and make a beautiful pool so that you have a, you know, like a legacy pool that you can talk about. So I did, I hopped in my van. I drove down to Florida and I, I worked on this pool. I helped break out the uh, help break out the shell it was a rebuild we had to relevel the beam we had to do concrete work we had to do fitting work we had to do plumbing work we had to like everything involved um I hear you
0: what's the one course that every service guy should take
2: there's no good answer to that okay. You don't think it's
0: CPL because- that everybody should have a CPO
2: if you, work, if you work on residential pools only, no, CPO course isn't a good course for you. If you work on a lot of commercial or your company has a lot of commercial contracts, CPO is invaluable and you must take it, right? Um, if you're working on residential, CPO is not, it'll help you a little bit in, in your knowledge base. But since it doesn't really go in depth on anything in particular, um, as far as residential swimming pools go, it's not going to benefit you you'd be better off taking a couple of really good water chemistry courses for your residential stuff. All right. Cause plumbing is plumbing is plumbing is plumbing. So commercially you might use a, a four inch fitting instead of a two inch fitting, but it's still a fitting. Yeah, You know what I mean? Um, so basically you have to look at what you want to do with your career, where you want to go and take courses that push you in that direction or open up the pathway in that direction for you. So in my case, when I started taking courses, I was just a bit of a junkie and I didn't really have any defined idea as to what direction I wanted to head. So I took every course. All right.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I took the, uh, I just to name a few, like the ones that were important to me, uh, were the water discharge practices. All right. Because there are laws about how you discharge water from your swimming pool. So it's good to know that. Yeah. Um, Again, uh, I took courses on leak detection because we have vinyl liners and they leak, um, you know, especially, you know, if you get your toenails all prettied up and sharpened and stuff like that on a regular basis, it'll slice you a liner real quick. So I, I decided to get into the leak detection stuff. The water chemistry, well, I mean, that goes without saying, but again, the CPO course is only is only uh, like what chapter five I think it is that that's water chemistry and it's very basic water chemistry it's more adjustment on your test as opposed to understanding the process of the water chemistry changes mm-hmm. so I started concentrating more on the water chemistry stuff but you know yeah I took the pool inspector course because again um, I think that it's really important that realtors start to look at that. I mean, yeah, you're buying a $200,000 house with a hundred thousand dollar pool in the backyard. So you need, you know, like if you have a pipe under underground that's broken that you don't know about when you sell the house, these new owners are going to be in for a world of upset. Yeah. So to answer your question, there is no really definitive. You need to take this course. That's it. It depends on what you're doing. If your company, again, like, let's say you're a hot tub company cpo is not going to help you you might want to take a hot tub course right which
0: phta has correct
2: absolutely yes yes they do they have a couple of different courses and i think they've just come out with a new um advanced uh pool inspector course as well oh okay nice which signed up for yes
0: and dave you had the ast certification as well so you can sign up for that um and I think that that's part they to transfer from the AST over to their CST or whatever their whatever that's right. it yeah.
2: is yeah. You yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: to get yeah. involved. I w- in that. I've applied for that. Um, I'm I'm in the middle of that. Right, yeah. just just kind of going through the uh, the uh, routine of of uh, doing the studies and trying to and passing the test, but it's all uh, pretty much the same the same thing. I, I would take issue with what, one thing that Rob said. Uh, my career has been about 80 to 85% residential pools. And for me, the CPO was, a, uh, it took me a long time. I, I thought that like Rob said, it's just a commercial course. Um, so I didn't get that certification till probably Uh, about 25 years into my career. And I will say that I think there's tremendous value in the CPO course, and it's a great place to start because it walks you through the basics of a lot of things that you really need to know. Um, All of the different mathematical calculations that you need to know, starting with how many gallons are in your pool. If you don't know that, First and foremost, you can't service a pool properly. You can't dose chemicals properly. You can't uh, size a pump. You can't size plumbing. Um, it, it is the, the most important thing you need to know. Um, being able to go through and, and do the, the man, manually go through the long division of figuring the LSI uh, is, a, is a great thing to know. Sure, there's Arenda apps and there's um, the wheel that Taylor gives you with their test kit and there's easier ways to do it, but to actually know it and see how all that works. And then to understand the the, as you go through the different uh, things on recreational water illnesses, water problems, different things that can come up, the fact that the pool is an open environment and thinking about all the things that get introduced to a pool. That happens in commercial and residential. So it really helps stress on you the, the responsibility that you're taking on, the things that you really need to know. And at the end of the course, there's there's the, uh, the thing on writing protocols for, for each pool for uh, how things need to be managed and, and what tasks identifying each individual task that needs to be done especially on these high-end residential pools, uh, every one of them is different, but they have uh, very expensive materials and you're, you're maintaining very expensive equipment. Um, so right from the minute when you start up one of these pools to, to write a protocol, there, there's, the CPO manual has some really good, just it is basic and starter information, Yeah. but, but I think there's tremendous value for somebody, no matter what kind of pool you service. Um, it it, it, there's, there's just, it's a good basic primer for the things that you need to know to properly care for a pool.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I don't mean to, I I didn't mean to make it sound like I'm saying that the CPO is not a valuable course because it is a valuable course and it's a valuable course just for what you finished saying. (coughs) It gives you a very, very good base across all the different aspects that you're going to come across, be it residential or commercial. I totally 100% agree with you. Um, I was, I was just more saying that, uh, you need to understand where you're going uh, in the yeah. industry and then you, you should tailor it to what, to what you're going to be doing. Yeah. So, exactly. Again. So, uh, you know, like just to reiterate, like every time I hire a staff member, the first thing that happens is they get CPO certified. Yeah. And yes, we still do residential, but like, like I say, it gives you that broad base
0: yeah. So that when mm-hmm. somebody
2: comes in to ask a question, you have that exposure to the information. And, it's, so, and it,
0: you understand the terminology, too. Because, you know, when they come yeah. in and they say something, you're like, if they have no training, you know, or don't understand the terminology, you're like, what? I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: You oh, don't yeah, ever want yeah, that yeah. to happen. Yeah, It's like deciphering text, right? <laughs> right. The
1: CPO training is not an end all in, in itself. It's a great yeah. jumping off point. Exactly. It it's, it's gives you the, the basics that you need to know to, to service a pool and, and plan to service a pool properly. But then it, from there, uh, fi- finding detailed courses.
0: Yes, to fit uh, Yeah.
1: Beyond that, it, it, it's just it's just a place to start. It's not, not an end in itself. Absolutely.
0: Right. Yep.
2: no, absolutely. But I mean, the original question was. What where, do I think?
0: What, should, what course should every service person take? Yep, that's yeah. what I said.
2: Yep. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as much as the, the CPO course will get any service technician to where they need to be, um, you know, it is a, a launching point where they can build on specifically what their company does. Yeah. Um, you know, like even even if it's a hot tub company, if they take a CPO certification course, it'll benefit them, right? Because now, because they have that certification and it meets the criteria set forth by most governments in order to operate a commercial facility, now if a call comes in from a hotel, they don't have to say, ah, oh, you better phone because he's CPO certified and I can't work on, you know, yeah. the commercial stuff.
0: Right, you know? exactly.
2: But uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a broad base of information. It gives you a great starting point, uh, no matter what direction you're planning on heading out. Uh, I certify all my, uh, all my staff. I'm trying like a son of a gun to all the other people, but you know, we get, Oh, well, no, we don't need the training. This is the way we always do it. You know, it'd be too expensive for us to train our staff because you know, like they're, they're just 16 year old kids and they're only in for the four months over the summertime. And, uh, you know, like the, he says that around me and again i'm a rebel i was the first one to start using a spin lab and everybody was phoning me up saying you got to stop doing that because you're making us look bad it's like no no no, i'm not making you look bad you're making you look bad i'm making (laughs) you look
0: good
2: right you know Uh, (laughs) but uh, yeah they were phoning up and it's like they're screaming and yelling about that and it's like well you know hey up your game yeah simple as that up your game yep
0: absolutely
2: so yeah Keep your customers happy. Listen to what they have to say, even if they say it wrong, even if they got it off of Google, make sure that, uh, you know, you give them good information based on, you know, knowledge as opposed to how you feel and how you used to do it 30 years ago. Uh, That's about, that's about it. Stay honest.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: You don't, you don't have to be crooked in this business to make money. There's lots of money there for honest people too.
0: Yes, there is. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rob. This is an important topic and it's something I feel strongly about, like I mentioned at the beginning, just because I think the ones that really want to learn and really want to grow, I should say, or have more knowledge or be the kind of the preeminent go-to guy in their market or their area, they really have to take advantage of what's out there, whether it be courses or trade show uh, training or you know, just having mentors that know more and you can always have somebody to go to to ask a question you don't know about. Anything like that, where you can yeah. kind of level up your knowledge and be the go-to when somebody has a question, you know the answer to it. I think that's so important. In every industry, not just this one.
2: I've got a couple of reps. I've been trying to get them to take courses, or not reps, you know, representatives for different companies, different pool companies yeah, uh, around here. And, you know, they their big thing is, well, you know, my company won't pay for me to take the training. It's like crack open your wallet. Yes. Right. Because the second you crack open your wallet and you take that trading, now you've surpassed the company that you're working for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you have just turned yourself into the most valuable tool in their box, you know? Yes. So there, there's, there's no excuse other than complacency to not taking some of these courses. There's all sorts of courses out there. They're not horrifically expensive. Uh, if you wait for the right time, uh, you can often buy, I think, I think NSPF had like a black Friday thing. And it's like, you could get 10 courses for 200 bucks. It's like, are you serious? Like 200 bucks for these 10 courses? Like there's an automatic portfolio right there. All you have to do is crack open your wallet and invest your it, some time in yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Rob. We truly Thanks, appreciate Rob. your time. And it's interesting to see how you guys do different. You know, do it a little bit differently there versus the, the the service guys down here. And it's just very fascinating. And I'm hoping that the border opens in the near future so that I can get back up to Canada because I'm I love it there. So.
2: A new voice in the industry, a resource for all, education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast build relationships, and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast, backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.